When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Hello, welcome to episode number 115 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week. Joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how's things? Oh, good man, Ronan. Oh, I don't know how things are. How, th- how could there be anything other than meh? <laughs> Hello, Magoo. Hello, Ronan. And how are you, Donald Kelly? Ash, no, Ronan. I'm alive, so it could be worse. We'll look back on two defeats, we'll look back on the Dundalk defeat, and we'll also look back on Monday night's defeat away to Pats. And we'll also look ahead to the last home game of the season. It's drawn at home on Saturday at 6 o'clock, so we'll also look ahead to that one. So now let's go back to the two defeats. We'll probably start off with the, the Dundalk one. Um, it was the first game on Friday night. Uh, Jerry, really and truly, it was, uh, I don't know, where do you even start with it, really? Yeah, um, look, we were second best in every department. Um, and, like, that's a, that's the last thing you want to be saying about a team when you're kind of in and around the relegation zone. That's, you know, and we said it umpteen times before, and do you know what? They're making it awful difficult for us to come on every week because it's so repetitive and it's making, diff- it's making us making it difficult for us to say anything other than what we said previously. Um, we just didn't show up. Um, it was just really, really, really poor when we needed the opposite. We needed to be on the front foot. And, yeah, I don't know how you can be chopped and changed from one week to the like, I thought then, moving on to last night, I thought we were much better. I'm not going to say that for a game, but like we're so... Consistent at being inconsistent, it's just very, very, very frustrating. Um, I, I, I can't even go into detail about him, like, just very little detail to go through because we didn't do anything. Like, and we go with so much on the line. Jerry's mentioned that, like, you know, yeah, like so much on the line, and to pull out something like that is unforgivable, really. Uh, it was. It was disgraceful, to be honest with you. There's nothing else you can say. As Jerry says, the last thing you want to be saying about the team is that we're second best to everything when you're at where you are at the table. Like, when you're where you are at the table, you look and say, all right, we don't have the quality. We're not going to be as good as this or we're not going to be as good as that. But you shouldn't be outfought or outworked or outdesired if when you are in a situation where you are playing at home uh, and against a team that basically like in the dock that had nothing to play for neither. And they were in a bad run of form. And like I think it's the second time in the space of I can't remember what the last game was. But it's the second time in the space of a couple of weeks where I said it's the worst performance I've seen in Charlotte by over time in years. And that's two performances in the space of 
a couple of weeks where I've had to say that. And like that's just I I I can't understand how it it could be so bad with what was at stake. And plus, like, if there's nothing else to play for in your head, like what about all the fans that have been paying in week in, week out? Like that team got away scar free all year from the fans, from the stands and everywhere else. Like they've got off so light with the the performances and the level of performances all year. And they can't even go out and put in a performance for them in the second last home game of the season. In for what was at stake. I it's just like it's very it's very poor really on on all, all the the players and everything to just to be a part of that. Like I, th- I think it's very important to be honest with you. And I, I think they should really be looking at themselves for that and be ashamed of themselves to be honest with you. I may be aware, maybe because like it did up a wee bit last night, I suppose. So maybe they did have a look at themselves knew that it wasn't good enough, but it was still nowhere near the levels last night either. But we go into that. And Dolan Magoo mentioned the fans, and I suppose one thing I'd like to touch on is um, you, you, I suppose, offer your, your remark on the, I suppose, the, the sense of defeat within the ground on, on Friday night. Yeah, I just, I, I stood rolling actually to, to when I was leaving the showgrounds. Uh, I just kind of stood and just watched, watched the people leaving the showgrounds, and there wasn't, I suppose, a sense of anger. It was just more a sense of acceptance and nearly malaise on, on the part of the fans. Like this is this is like the new norm, and uh, it's just it's 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 so disappointing because like we keep saying that football is a game and it should be something to be enjoyed, but it's, it's for the players to be able to go out and express themselves in a football pitch. But for to entertain fans, people that have actually paid money to go in and watch them watch them play a game of football, like, like you know, and like I can talk about the referee who is absolutely diabolical. Um, I can talk about umpteen different things, but at the end of the day, it's about Magoo just hit the nail on the head. It's about, I suppose, being responsible for yourself, going out and whatever about your teammates or whatever about the opposition, going out, putting your best foot forward. Been able to walk off that pitch after 60 minutes, 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 90 minutes and say, I actually left it all out in that pitch there and that's it. And that's all anyone asks. It doesn't matter if you have a great game or a, or a bad game or whatever. That's all anyone asks. And we haven't been getting that. I just, you know what I mean? We, we haven't been getting that. Um, and I don't know, is it stage fright or what is it? I'd, I'd always like to give fellas the benefit of the doubt, but it's just, like, it was just, it was just so, so Bitterly disappointing on 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 Friday night. Really bitterly disappointing, and uh, like you know, it's 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 like every just and again, like what Magoo said, it's like you go, it's, it's like it's a new law, and then just when you think things can't get much worse, to somehow find a way of getting even worse again. Like so, you know, it's just it, it, the mind is just boggling at the moment of 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 of. of where we are, we can't put two performances together. You don't, and, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were free. I want to say when you were saying there, you know, yeah, no, like we can't, we get, we well, I, and I even know we can't even put one performance together at the moment. Well, in fairness, we, I thought we were all right on, on one night, but not good enough either, clearly. But it's just, I don't know, it's just, you know, it's, 
as you said, Magoo, is fucking get out and fight and show that they mean something. Show that playing the game of football, that the, the, the profession that you're in means something to you. If Sega Rovers means something to you, show that, you know, that the profession that you're in means something to you. And who knows if there's a scout, I, I, if there's any scouts at that match on uh, on Friday night looking at any of those players that are looking to sign a contract somewhere else, I could tell you something for nothing. They were gone out the fucking gate before any Sega Rovers fans were, and a lot of Sega Rovers fans left there. That's a fact. Yeah. As you said, Don, that's the biggest thing for me is you're looking at the performance, and like as I said for the second time in a couple of weeks, and you're you're looking at it and you're thinking they don't give a shit about us, like they don't care, and you feel so let down, like you've poured everything into them all season, you've given them the benefit of the doubt so many times, and then they just let you down like that, and when you know clearly that. That's not their maximum level. It's nowhere near their maximum level, any of them. And to constantly put in performances like that, it's just such a kick in the guts. Why, why do you think that is, though, uh, McGill and, and lads? Like, do you know? But I, 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 one thing I will say, Jerry, and I, I, I suppose, and I, I suppose, the, and just to add in, is it the players or is it the manager or is it both? But why? Oh, well, yeah, I, I just one, one thing I, I caveat. Anything that I say about this, I firmly believe that no player intentionally goes out to play bad. Like I, 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 I can't in my head. I can't accept that that's that's true. So I don't think they're intentionally going out and saying I don't give a fuck. But clearly, there's something wrong with their mentality, or there's there's something wrong somewhere where they can't go out with an appetite or a desire to to say even no matter how good or bad their coach, just to go out and fucking go out and fight. No, I, but that's not. I suppose the point is, though, the question that I'm asking is like that's not happening, and why? You know, and I agree with you. Don't I think? <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think any player goes out with the intention of playing bad, or that they're at that level of not giving a shit. But or maybe they are. But why? Why? In my opinion, it'd be it. it do you say the one or the other or both? Like it has to be both. It has to be both. If you're if you're the manager looking, you have you have to be looking at the performances saying like I have to get more of these like and how do I get more of these and find a way to get more out of them. But also if you're a player like you're saying no player goes out intentionally playing bad, but also a player can go out intentions of not giving a hundred percent. Yeah. So like you like see Ryan O'Kane okay there the night like I thought he was brilliant. You know, yeah. Like what is what is he nineteen twenty twenty one what is he? Yeah, yeah he's very young anyways. Yeah. He was running the show, like, and yeah. he was just gliding through fucking oceans of open space through midfield. And I was looking at fucking Hartman out on our sideline, just standing there. Like, thinking, look at this fellow with half, less than half of your ability. And he's fucking running the show, and you're standing there looking at him. Fucking go and do something, like, look, quick, mm. give me the ball, and I'll show you what to, how, how it's done. But no, because, and that's where... You know, you might be intentionally playing bad, but you're fucking intentionally not playing to your, your maximum. And that's yeah. the difference. Like, fucking yeah. kick the hole. And then where do you get to kick the hole from the management? Like, So I think it's a collective responsibility, in my view, from everybody. And Yeah, and I think you're right there as well, Miguel, like, in that, you know, everybody, uh, I suppose, points the, fit, uh, points the finger at John Russell. But there's more than John Russell that makes up the management team. It's a collective, really. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's everybody's, you know, from a management point oh. of view, we have to take responsibility. 
100%. Sorry, John, I cut across you there. No, I did. Uh, I suppose just like what McGoo was saying, and it's something I think they even reflected on the game last night as well. I suppose when the chips are down and things have been going as badly as they have all season, you know, it's difficult. I, I, I can appreciate that it's very, very difficult for fellas to, may, to maybe take a gamble and make a run into the box uh, from midfield or or you know, to, to have a shot from outside the box or, you know, the, the, be brave, you know, because they're afraid if, if I'm brave and I make a mistake and I give away the ball, next thing they're through and gold and uh, that's it. I'm going to be blamed for making the mistake. I can I can understand that, but that's like, at the same time, you can't let fear, I suppose, guide your, uh, guide your emotions. Like, you have to be brave. You know what you I mean? See, you see on that point there, Donna, right, that about being brave and, and, you know, making tackles and things like that. So, like, for Pat's first goal last night, you know, if David Cawley didn't make the tackle or try to close him down, maybe the goal wouldn't have went in. But I look at the player before that mm-hmm. that didn't close him down quicker. So I I, I would point to, I don't know what player it was, but I'd point the finger I, quicker than him. Yeah, than, say... David Colley, because David Colley fucking busts his ass to get out there. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Well, like, like the first goal, the first goal against the dog, right? Um, like Robbie Burton, like he, he's just, I suppose, he, he loses possession far too easily in midfield, and like you know, there's not enough of an effort there. Uh, there's not enough of an effort there to get back, in my opinion. I thought he could have tried a lot harder, and then. I suppose so that's on the player side, right? And that's not trying to signal out any any player individually, but it was a mistake, and he, I felt he could have done more to try and rectify it. But it's been, I suppose, as a, 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 a mainstay or a, a pattern of the way we can see the goals all season, and that we're so easy to play through. Like yeah. you know, like teams break on us, and it's just like a fucking turkey shoot. And this <laughs> this isn't so, and and that's when you have to ask about about the management and see like. Are we not learning from these mistakes? Like, do you know what I mean? Because it it's it happened so many times, so many times, so many times. It's just like, you know, it's it's just hard. It's hard to understand. Really, it is. If you go back to the players, right? In that, you know, we've got players that play with Arsenal. We've got players that play with Leipzig. We've got players that play with Benfica or whatever. Like, and then if you go back to the point that Magoo was making about uh, Ryan O'Kane for Dundalk, you know, like. These, it's all well and good getting these fellas in from these clubs and, you know, paying a portion of their wages and it looks great and it's, oh, you've got a great deal there and we've got a great bargain there. But it's only a great bargain if they live up to their part uh, and work as hard as, say, Ryan O'Kane does. Like, give me Ryan O'Kane any day of the week. Or I'm watching there in the corner of my eye and watching Athlone against Waterford. Like, this fellas there are paying for Athlone. I'd say they're getting a few hundred quid a week. And... They're busting their balls. You know, the, 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 yeah, hunger and desire. Like, are you going to get hunger and desire with fellas that will play with Red Bull or Arsenal or obviously not? Because they're all in, the, they were either suspended or they're on the bench or they were fucking subbed off or they contributed fuck all. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose we need to, whoever the manager is, you know, I think we need to get back to basics and, and, and a big chunk of reality. One one memory I have uh, from early in the season, Jerry, um, 
was we to draw the in wheel repair, whatever they call it now, right? And Hartman was there. I think did he come on as so I'm not too sure anyway, but um, Gary Deegan grabbed Hartman, right? And he started oh, yeah. fucking pulling, twist him around, cloak at the back of his jersey. And as if to say, who the fuck are you? You're fucking nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's he like, the right, he was taking the big back. You're yeah. fucking nobody. Yeah. Like, Gary Deegan, in fairness, he's, he's of good age, right? He's a seasoned pro, but he's a good age, right? And, like, Fabrice Hartman is twice the footballer that, that Gary Deegan ever was or ever will be, right? Uh, in terms in terms of, I suppose, skill and ability. But that's not... You could be the most able and capable player in the world, but if you don't have the fire in the belly, if you don't have the guts, do you know what I mean? If you're going to let a fella like Gary Deegan bully you around the football pitch, then maybe the pitch isn't for you. You don't know that kind of way. Or maybe the League of Ireland isn't for you. And again, that's not... That's not a dig at Fabrice because Fabrice is a greatly talented young man, hundred percent. But you have to have a fire. You have to have a fire in your belly for this. Like you, you, these fellas are probably all all well and good when they're in a team that's winning. Yeah, but they 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 come over with the intention of right. I'll rock over to Ireland probably, or they'll probably come over with the intention like, well, I yeah, I'll rip it up I'll over move. here and you know, I tear it up and I get a move somewhere nice. Then. Yeah, or what, you know, and I play oh probably think they're going to be playing fucking the top end of the table. But when that doesn't happen and you've got Gary Deegan pulling you around and taking the piss out of you that's and things true. aren't going your way, that's, you know, that's when they need these fellas get found out. And, you know, you'd be as well to find, sign a fella from Bally Gawley Celtic instead of one of these fucking idiots, like, when the chips are down. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's been our big downfall to see. And, and, I think the fact we started so well earlier on in the season, football wise, like we weren't getting the results, but we were looking at oh, fucking hell, we're, we're this close. You know what I mean? Someone's going to get a hammer or something. Mm-hmm. We've seen the same things. I think we've been chasing that all season since. Yeah. What? And trying to find this, get back to that with all these players, instead of that usage, are mixing up, bringing the fucking the fighters in and being more pragmatic and changing our system of play and the way we play and not being so easy to play against and just. Do you know, if it was boring or whatever for a while, who cares? Pick up a few results in a few, and then you can start to get, well, I don't think we did, and I think it's it's snowballed then. It got harder. It got harder, yeah. And they, they wanted to play less and less. And wanted, you know what I mean? It was just... Uh, but, like, I think... Uh, I don't think you can overestimate the loss of, of, of Matt as well, as to be fair. Uh, like, oh, yeah. I suppose everything, everything in terms of John, right, John Russell, like... You have to, I suppose, t- t- take into consideration, like, like he has had the rug pulled under his feet twice in that. Well, maybe not so much with Keena. Ah, I, 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 I would include Keena. I think Keena's just as big a loss as... Oh, I, I, because he, he, he of, the, of the time. No, no doubt. But I, I think it was anticipated that he was going to go. Maybe maybe I don't. Maybe there wasn't anticipation that we're going to lose Max Matt and halfway through the season. And I don't, I, I, I sincerely don't believe that we would be in the situation that we're in now if we'd held on to Matter for the season. I don't think, and I think maybe that's probably why the board are being as patient with, with John as they are because he has had a really difficult season as, as he's been as unlucky and he's lost key players a big times that, that have really kind of hampered what he's wanted to do, I'm sure, with, with, with the squad as well. So, like, it's not just, it's, it's like everything else. It's not just black and white. There's a lot of grey and there's a lot of stuff that kind of when you you step back and look at and look at everything and not just look at things in isolation, but.
But in terms of performances, I suppose going back to going back to Friday night, um, it wasn't good enough. But I was, I just just in, I like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a hundred percent that we wouldn't be still in the position we were if Mal was still here. Because I don't think I think Mal was scored a lot of goals for us, but he was, I'd say his conversion rate was very high because we weren't creating many chances. So, like, was he going to keep? Was he going to keep his conversion rate that high? And then on the other side, of that we were still conceding goals every game. Magoo, if he was, so, if if his conversion rate was half of what it was, we still wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now. But sure, Rory Keaton's there. He's half scored in the league, and they're below us. Yeah, but exactly. But sure, how many how many games have we not scored a goal in? Like? Oh, hundred percent. I know yeah. that. But I'm what I'm saying is that his conversion rate probably wouldn't have stayed that high. So I'm, I'm not. It wouldn't be a guarantee. I, I know. I, I understand, but I, th- I think I think he was on twelve goals, right? So if he scored another six goals, we're not we're not going to be. And it's not even. I don't even necessarily think it's, it's even his conversion rate, but it's his his general play and his ability to get us up the pitch, where we don't have a fella like that that you can kind of stick a ball to and 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 get fellas running off at 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 the moment. I don't think. I mean, I do think that Keane is key to you know that argument as well in terms of like we lost him three weeks. Um, before the start of the season, and we thought we did. You know, obviously you you you'd probably play him in a ten with Mata up top, and you know there's your supply there. Um, plus as well, Mata had score or Kane had score goals, right? So the plan then was that um, I I think we were pretty sure that uh, Johnny Kenny was going to come in, and that didn't happen. Um, different type of player, but again, gives you other options. So from the start, we were kind of a little bit on the back foot in terms of attacking options. Then, in fairness to Mata, you know, he came good um, and he scored a lot of goals for us. His conversion rate was quite high. Then, you, like, so you take him out of the team as well. So if you take uh, Tina, who was top scorer in the league last year, you take this year's top scorer out halfway during the season. That's a lot of goals to take out of a team as well. So, you know, that does obviously... That is gonna, you know, nullify your attack a lot, yeah. and it's not that easy. Like if, if it was that easy to get strikers, everybody'd have one, or Shamrock Rovers would definitely have one, Derry City would definitely have one, and they don't have any really. Johnny Henny is there in fairness, but like they're very, very hard, very, very, you know, people. It's easy for people to say, "Oh, we should have got this, should have got a replacement." It's not that simple. I should even look at Keenan now, and and I don't think is Manny getting a game with Shrewsbury, is he? Matt is playing, yeah. Matt, oh, Matt is he's not, not born. Again, I don't think that's really his fault. I think it's more of a case of the, the team not uh, providing opportunities. I think the fans are pretty happy with him. The, with, with Kina at Cheltenham, uh, himself and Alfie May were up front there last season and they had an unbelievable partnership. Once you took Alfie May out of the team, Cheltenham were always going to struggle because it was he was the one that had them up to the table. I think he scored something like 13 goals or a good few goals for Charlton this year already as well. He's a, just a, a top, top goal scorer and they had a great relationship. New managers come in. Kane has been dropped. We was for the last game. So I, I think it's circumstances more so than anything else that they haven't been firing the goals in. But I, I think I think both will come good for them. But as we've also been conceding goals, like we've, I know we're going over these topics again, but like, what, how many clean sheets this season? Three? Which is ridiculous. 
I think two was it no two or three yeah which is fucking ridiculous shocking yeah so it's probably not bottom of the table but it's testing like that yeah look probably another season next season with the same we probably will be bottom yeah you know and that's yeah look it, you'd have to think that we will be you'd have to think that we will be favourites for relegation next year um, regardless of who the manager is to be honest because the budget isn't going to be that big but at the same time too you know so maybe we might overperform next year rather than what we've done this year, which we've underperformed. You know, football is isn't straightforward. It is a funny game, and you know, um, yeah. So I suppose it comes back to the, the the original question: is who who do you blame? Is it the players or the manager or both? And I suppose the conclusion that we've come to is that it's probably both. Um, what do you do going forward next season? Uh, Obviously, most of the players are out of contract. I can't see, you know, too many. Well, from the body language, you'd kind of be thinking that not a lot of them want to stay here. From the manager's point of view, I don't know what your opinions are. Do you stick with Russell or does he go? Nobody really wants to answer that question. Personally, uh, I'll back the board in whatever decision they make. Uh, if he's, if he's, uh, if he's uh, contracted for another season or two, whatever the case may be, or if 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 they decide to go a different option, um, I just think personally, and I, like there's nobody more disappointed than me with the way the season's gone. But I I would look at as as I said earlier on, just kind of step back and look at the bigger picture, and um, um, you know, I I'd make I would make exceptions. Now, my only I suppose I would have been very much in favour of John, but. The last couple of games of the season, you're looking for a reaction. You're looking for something just to give us some little glimmer that next season things are going to be better. And instead of getting that, that the, the, it just looks like things is it's, it's that they're actually they're actually in the decline. Um. So you know, it's it's a it's a I I really don't envy anyone that has to make that decision. Um. Because they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Um. Like we all know, John Russ is a great fella, and he's a great coach. Uh, I whatever whatever happens, uh, whatever whatever happens with us, I know he's going to go on. I'm sure he will learn an awful lot, as will the players from from the season. Um, but I really don't want kind of sitting on the fence in it. I suppose, yeah. So I suppose to answer my own question, uh, lads, is that I'd be kind of fifty fifty. Um, I would have been probably ninety percent in favour of keeping him, 10% not in favour. Um, like that over the last few games, I suppose my opinion has changed um, somewhat. Um, and I think it's unpopular opinion now to say that you would like to keep him. I think there's a big sea change there in that, you know, the I told you so brigade are really, really, you know, lapping it up and, and loving it. But having said that, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, very uh, level-headed and they would also feel that he should go. Um, and you can understand why as well. Um, you know, particularly in this age of football where you lose two games, you're fired. There's no patience. There's no kind of plan. There's no long-term objective. Um I'd like to maybe I'd like to maybe 
probably keep him for the first phase of games for next season and maybe review it then. And look, it's not it's not easy to talk about someone's position um, on something like this. So, you know, as I said, it's unpopular opinion. It's kind of like if you say keep him, you're like nearly like a weirdo or what the fuck's wrong with you kind of thing. You know, be mad. But I I would I would roll the dice with him again personally. But I can totally understand why someone would totally disagree with that. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I'd agree with you, Jerry. Uh, and you know, I, I suppose it's probably unfair because I would imagine we would definitely very much be in the minority given the the, the way the public opinion that you see on social media and uh, on, on different forums and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just exactly what you said, like, like I suppose it's just the nature of, of football now. Like people want instant success, and you know, like I'm I'm reading and I'm hearing stories about fellas, you know, I'm not going buying a season ticket. Why would I buy a season ticket to watch that and so on and so forth? You know, like you don't you buy a season ticket because you support football club, and it's like it's, it's like a family, I suppose. And you know, through thick and fucking thin, you stick together. And regardless of whether John Russell's here or John Russell's gone or whether fucking Pedro scores 10 goals in the next two games or he, you know what I mean, he doesn't touch the ball for the rest of the season. He's he's one of us, you know, and, and like, regardless, you win together, you lose together, but you have to stick together and that's that's it. It's as simple as that, you know, and until such times as John Russell is gone and whenever that is, if that's at the end of this season or if that's the end of two seasons time, whenever it is, you have to back him. Regardless of, of you know what I mean? You're, you're entitled to voice your opinion, but you, you have to get behind the team, and you have to you have to support. That's it's 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 not always going to be sunshine and 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 happy days and rainbows and everybody lives happily ever after. That's not life, and football imitates life. And do you know what I mean? There's there's great times. There's times of hysteria, and then there's times of extreme darkness, like now. But one thing is for certain, is that we will always always be here. And regardless of who's, if we're in the first division or the Premier or the, the Premier Division, we're Sligo Rovers. We're not going anywhere. And you know what I mean? We ha- we have to stick together. That's 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 just my toughest work time. Just just one more point on that. Um... And I don't know if you want to keep this in, but I'm going to say it anyways. That my advice to any Sligo Rover supporter that's, you know, isn't used to losing by now, then I'd advise them to probably stop supporting Sligo Rovers. I, I, I would walk away, I'd give up, you know, because if, like, next season's going to be tough. There's absolutely no two ways about it. It's going to be tough. And if you can't handle losing football games, well, then Sly Rovers is not the club for you. Do yourself a favour. Don't support them. Now, that's unusual coming from a fan podcast or someone that's involved in supporters' trust. But I genuinely mean it. If you, if you can't handle losing games, don't support them. Can I say that if... If Ronald Flanagan or Conor Lynch or whatever doesn't put a bit of music to Donald Kelly's speech just there, 
I'm going to be off with the fucking boys. But shut me up. But it is scandalous, lads. It's fucking... Yeah. yeah. And I suppose, just w- one other thing, Rowan, I suppose, when we're talking about uh, the, the players and, and, and the team and so on and so forth and what they mean to people and, and uh, whatever people's opinions are on whether people should stay or go, right? I was chatting to uh, a very close relative of a former player of ours today. Now, I'm not on Facebook, but this person actually mentioned one or two names of people that was on Facebook and some of the comments and the vile and the personification of, of really nasty, nasty derogatory things that uh, that was said about certain players and maybe man, the, the manager and so on and so forth on social media. Now, this, like, do people not realise, right, that if, if if we're looking at signing players and a player puts in Slag Rovers on, uh, or goes on the Slag Rovers Facebook page, right, and to see the vitriol that some people are typing about our own players, supposed to be our own players, are they, do you not think like a player is going to look at that and say, I geez, that's a fuck, that place is a cesspit, I'm not going to join them. Or, do you know what I mean? And, and on the other side as well, it's like people's family, like, any young fella that's going out in that football pitch there be like Caleb Barlow is one of our own or young Nando Pinnock or whatever. They make mistakes. We all make mistakes. They're on a, a, a highly pressurised thing but on a highly pressurised stage. But for people to come out afterwards and start calling fellas names and and, and being really nasty in, in comments that they're putting out in the public domain for other people to see it's absolutely it's reprehensible. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely shocking. And if it happened to one of their own children or their own nephew, or their own father, how would they feel about people talking about them like that? So before you type something, right, before you put something up on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever the case may be, take a step back, count to 10 seconds, and actually think about the consequences that it could have. Because people have mental health issues. And if some of the people, some of the stuff that I've heard that was that uh, that was that has been, I suppose, uh, posted on social media. You know what I mean? You nearly would say, Jesus, why would a fellow want to fight for a club when that's the way the fans are... Why Why would I want to fight for a football club when that's the way the fans feel about me? You know... 100% agree. Yeah, you, you, ha- you, you just can't just say things and whatever. It's not a free range to say whatever the fuck you want. That's not right. And people really need to think about what to say. And that's my, sorry, rant over. No, but you're right. Um, and it's, it seems to be getting worse um, and worse... Um, yeah, just I don't know why it's just it's disgusting. Some of the stuff that you see, uh, really, and it actually I, I don't go on Facebook much anymore now because of that because it put me in bad form. And to be honest with you, and how grown adults can sit down and type that kind of stuff, it's just like God help us, like you know, what's become of the world. And like we always, we'd always be kind of the ones to take the moral high ground. Oh, look at the Chams abusing their players and this, that, and the other. And then you've got people just as bad on our own side that are doing uh, a lot of damage. And, you know, everybody's human at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, I suppose they should put themselves in that situation. You know, football's a sport, it's there to be enjoyed. Nobody goes out on the pitch to play a bad game or, or do anything wrong. So, what gives them the right to go and say so? And, and like it's just nearly the same people constantly. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's just getting where it's really, it's really, uh, really annoying, really disappointing. You made a great point there, there, you know, about we'd be the first ones to be uh, having to go with shams or bows or whatever else they were at. We're also the first ones, all our fans, not just us, all the fans, banging the community club drum and uh, fan owned drum and uh, family club drum. Like, that's that's not the way a community or family club all, uh, operates <laughs> and behaves. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I haven't seen it, I I, I'm never on Facebook, same as that. But I can just imagine what it is, and it's like it's one thing. To, it's one thing to come on here or be in the stand and, and have a go, but last not putting in hundred percent effort or whatever like that. But when you start getting personal and bringing people's families and stuff into it, it's, it's just not on. Right, that's final person this week's show. Now, last home game this season on Saturday. It's hard to believe it came this far, but uh, Jerry home to draw at six o'clock on Saturday. So hopefully, I suppose finish out the season. But I know the informants are different, but hopefully. Finish out the the home season strong anyway. Yeah, uh, hard to believe. As you said, it's hard to believe that it's the last game of home game of the season. Um, time flies when you're having fun. Yes, because you're a fucking sadistic bastard. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> hopefully look we can get a result we've been saying that fucking every week um, who knows um, who knows I don't know I don't know Donald we've the Donald yeah um, I suppose the music ready huh <laughs> yeah well no and I, I will I suppose it's not a bit of an old stoic moment I suppose but what I'd be saying like if, if there was any players that would ever listen to us talking shit um, it's that like an awful lot of them are going to be gone um, come the end of the season, I would imagine. So it's an opportunity for them to, to, to I suppose, show the people of Sligo that, you know, whatever happened this season, that that's not, your, that's not the real you, that's not the, the, the player that you are and that you're better than that. Um, and it's an opportunity for the manager as well to kind of, I suppose, put a benchmark out there and say, you know, this this is me. This is my brand of football and I'm winning brand of football. And, you know, like, if for nothing else, like, shut up fucking Gary Deegan and and, and that dirty, they're, draw their dirty side, their dirty, nasty, cynical fucking side. And, you know, like, I, I just, for once, I just love for us to see that, that the football do the talking, start the game with the front foot, just really send people home with a smile on their face for the first time in a long, long time and uh, just give us something to hold on to for next season because we fucking deserve it. It's been a long, hard season and we actually, we genuinely, the, the fans, the 1,700 fans that were there on Friday night in the pissing rain that stayed there and to clap the team off after, after a shitty performance um, after being met to they deserve better. And, you know, like, Hopefully there is those ages there and they're watching the fellas playing and they're looking at getting fellas signing up to us for. But put your best foot forward and just fucking give us something to remember you for. Uh, and, and in a positive way, instead of the negativity that's been here all season because, you know, it's it's uh, we deserve it. You know what I mean? And and you should be doing it for yourselves. If nobody else do it for yourself, go out there and fucking play football and win the fucking game. That's it. I think, um, I yeah, I think... Donald, sorry, Miguel, probably cutting in across you, but um, I think, yeah, like, ugh, 
I think we deserve it. As you as you said, supporters deserve to go home with No, there is there is some players there, Jerry, that if rumors are to be leaved, that will be leaving that that I think deserve uh will deserve some praise and thanks and stuff like that. But walking into it, yeah, it's rumored to rumor. But anyway, but um, yeah. I think uh that if the manager and stuff is gonna be here next year and there's some players that are gonna be here next year, I think bringing a bit of momentum into next season is probably key, especially at home like so. I think it's it's massive from that point of view to, to and it's not even for them, but for the supporters too, as you say, like if you've last walking up the gate after another shitty performance, the last one we ever seen, like I fucked if I come back to that next year, or you're coming out the gate after oh, if we can fucking start next season like that and play like you know what I mean? Maybe there is, maybe so like you know, everybody might think it's an open game, but I think for little things like that it probably is there, there is still something to be played for. Um, I also think that if all the rooms are beliefs and the amount of lads that are going, I think that some of the young lads should get a game and from the start. Like, I, I don't, I, I, like, this has been annoying me all week, but I, I can't understand how some hard can get the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you young lad there in fucking in the 19s, 24 goals this season. And, and he can't get a look in for a team who haven't scored a goal since August. Like, it's... And if we're not going to have any... Like, why not have a look at him and see if he's any good? Like, if he's not any good, then he's not ready yet or whatever. But this is kind of something that we're going to need to know if our budget is going to be slashed. This is the kind of things we need to look at. And uh, I, I don't understand how it hasn't happened yet. So, I, from that point of view, I'd love to see a couple of them get a rush. And put in performance and, and just as you say, go home happy and enjoy a couple of pints in the last one game of the season. I have to agree with go there. That's that's one other thing, I suppose. Uh, like the younger players certainly should be getting more time. Like there's there's ample opportunity there to 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 play some of those young lads, and that hasn't happened. And that's I suppose that would be another slight bone of contention of mine with John. Like he has given these fellas a chance because if we're, out, we're losing games every every week. You know what I mean? You have to, I suppose, try something different or, or mix it up. And if these boys are going to be playing next season, then, you know what I mean? Give them a taste of it and let's see if they can rise, rise to the case or not. But well, it's really going to find out if it's already. Yeah. Is, is, and in my view, this is a perfect opportunity to play them in these games. Yeah. We've nothing to lose because we're not scoring goals. It's not like we're, if you give, if you give them a run, oh, fuck them. Like, you know what I mean? We haven't been scoring goals anyway and we're losing games. So, yeah. Like he's been in around the squad all season, yeah. and he's he hasn't got really any minutes. Like so, if he's not good enough, why is he still in around the squad? Yeah. And if he is good enough, why isn't he getting any game time? Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Especially when he gets so many goals. Like look, that's it. The offer will be the answer. He's only seventeen, but like we need to have a look at him or else send him, let him go back down. You're not ready yet. Back down to the academy for another year. We'd have a look at you, but it just it doesn't make Thank sense you. to me. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Roland. Thanks, lads. Cheers, Roland. Cheers, Roland. We're in the gutters, lads, but we're looking at the stairs. <laughs> hey, Roland, you're going to be flat out trying to find musical clips for this fucker all night. <laughs> Cheers, Magoo. There, boy, living the dream. Up the Rovers. Keep clean, lads. Up our seat. We went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here, Chilani.
Yeah. 